Travelwise with Phil Blizzard. News, views and interviews. Hello, I'm Phil Blizzard in Dubai with news from the world of airlines, hotels, travel and tourism across the Middle East and beyond. And this time, well, we've got a lot lined up for you, including uh, new attractions in Dubai. Two big ones, in fact, very big. One which is a brand new attraction and the other is just open for the start of their 25th. Yes, 21st season. Wow. And in this episode, our interview special, we'll be taking a look at South Africa. So we've got plenty coming away in this Travelwise podcast and we start with aviation. Travel-wise, aviation news flown in by Sea Wing Seaplane Tours. See Dubai as never before. The big news this time is the introduction of direct flights from the UAE to Israel and the announcement of the number of direct flights which will be allowed between the two countries by the aviation authorities. We also have news from Fly Dubai, we have news from Russell Kamer, and we also take a quick look at the Business Travel Awards, plus big birthday for Emirates Airline. First up, Etihad Airways became the first UAE airline to fly a commercial flight to Israel with their flight from Abu Dhabi to Tel Aviv on Monday the 19th of October. The inaugural flight on a Boeing 787 Dreamliner was described as a travel and trade mission. Authorities have said they will allow up to 28 weekly flights direct between the two countries, between UAE and Israel. Um, So airlines will no doubt be looking and pitching for those flights. Emirates Airline now and their 35th anniversary took place on October the 25th. The very first flight for the airline took place that day in 1985 when an Airbus A300 took off for Karachi in Pakistan. Emirates began operations with just two aircraft, an Airbus A300 and a Boeing 737. Both had arrived in Dubai on October the 20th, just a few days before that inaugural flight, and they were on lease from Pakistan International Airlines. Staying with uh, Dubai, Fly Dubai has commenced services to the Maldives after a, a break of, what, two years? Uh, they started services on uh, Monday the 27th October with four flights per week. They are resuming the service which began in 2013 and flew there through to 2018 when the route was taken over by Emirates. Flights to the capital Mali will be on Tuesdays, Thursdays, Fridays and Saturdays. Going to the Northern Emirates of Russell Kamer, the Russell Kamer International Airport is in discussions to bring a leading European carrier to the Emirates in a move that has been described as a major game-changer by the company's CEO, Sanjay Khanna. The name of the carrier, which is from uh, the UK, will be announced in early 2021, and the airport is looking at calling itself the gateway to the Emirates. Now on to the prestigious Business Traveller Middle East Awards, which took place on October the 20th, virtually this year, and Emirates has earned top spot by sweeping four awards, including the coveted Best Airline Worldwide Award, and they've done that for the seventh consecutive year. The airline also took home Airline with the Best First Class, Airline with Best Cabin Crew, and Best Airport Lounge in the Middle East. Um, Fly Dubai was named as the best low-cost carrier serving the Middle East, and German carrier Lufthansa was named best European airline serving the Middle East. Voting was conducted by the public and also readers of the Business Traveller magazine. And finally, Sea Wings and our friends at Sea Wings have a special deal for residents of the UAE with their scenic flights over Dubai, whereby you will now get an extra 10 minutes flying time with their 20-minute snapshot experience being increased to 30 minutes. Uh, the cost per person remains the same at 499 dirhams. So check out Sea Wings and their website for more details on that. Travel-wise, aviation news flown in by Sea Wings Seaplane Tours. See Dubai as never before.
I'm Phil Blizzard in Dubai and General News Now. Well, first of all, let me tell you that our interview feature in this episode will be taking a look at South Africa from uh, a few different perspectives. Uh, but before that, some general news from the world of travel and tourism. New attractions in Dubai. Well, a brand new attraction is called Palm Fountains Dubai. And that opened uh, a few days ago on Palm Jumeirah. It's a development by Nikhil. It will have shows every night of the week and it's been built and verified actually by the Guinness Book of Records as being the highest and biggest fountains in the world. Now an old favourite reopened on 25th of October, Sunday the 25th, the Dubai Global Village. That date was significant because it's their 25th season. So Dubai Global Village, where you can see most of the world in one location in Dubai between the E611 Road and the 311 Road has opened and for both of those COVID-19 protocols will of course be in place at those attractions. Travel Wise News. Now if you're in the travel or aviation business and you want the latest statistics on travel trends and outlooks then we go Traveller produce an in-depth report looking at Middle East North Africa travel intent and percentage increase uh, where they're seeing uh, in both domestic and international travel for all the MENA countries and a lot more. So we want more uh, info on that and how you can get that uh, report go to the website wego.com for more and coming up next here on this edition of travel wise we're taking a look at south africa i'll be chatting with Naliswa nakani from the south african tourism office which is located here in the middle east and uh, in three parts we'll be taking a look at uh, gateways into south africa the visa waiver program technology and tourism marketing and also zambia on the tourist trail here on the Travel Wise. Travel Wise with Phil Blizzard. News, views, and interviews. Well, on the program today, the focus is South Africa. We're taking a look at what the situation is in South Africa for people traveling from the UAE, the GCC. Tell us more to give us the insights of what's going on. We have a representative from the South Africa Tourism Authority based here in the Middle East. Now, Lishwa Nakani, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you very much, Mr. Blizzard. How are you? Thank you for listening and giving us an opportunity and listening to South Africa's story. Yeah, delighted. The colourful nation, isn't it? The rainbow nation. So, uh, Absolutely. Yeah, it's been a long time since I was down there. In fact, it was the inaugural flight of Emirates going down to Johannesburg many, many years ago. So that is a long time, isn't it? Uh, let's start off. I want to have a look at the sort of main gateways into South Africa uh, from for travellers from the GCC. So... Which are the main gateways in, in, in these days, which are operational? So right now we've got uh, pre-COVID as it is, because we do not know what COVID has got in store post-COVID. We're yeah. 56 weekly flights from Emirates, which is the largest by far. 28 to Johannesburg, 12 to Durban, and then 16 to Cape Town weekly. What about Etihad from Abu Dhabi? Are they flying into South Africa at the moment? Yes. Yeah. Etihad is flying into South Africa. Um, but the big player is Emirates. The of big course. player, uh, Emirates is, has got a, a big share, but we also have, um, Saudi airline that also comes in to South Africa, which is quite interesting. That but is, the yeah. Big, yeah. But the big numbers for us is Emirates. That's, it's the gateway to Africa. Um, the UAE Dubai, it's the biggest. Okay, so we've got a good overview there of the gateways and yeah. the, the carriers from the GCC region going yeah. into South Africa. Um, there's been a, a visa waiver program uh, launched. How does this operate? When was it launched? 15th of August, we announced the visa waiver um, deal. It was our president. It is for multiple reasons, economic, 
mm. business, trade, investment, tourism is going to be sure that we are the the beneficiary. So it was launched in literally three countries: um, the UAE, um, Saudi, and Qatar has also been given that uh, the waiver as well. Okay. We've seen um, quite substantial growth, particularly from. The um, Saudi side, we've moved up in numbers. There's a huge, um, there's been a huge shift. Also, what we've seen is that from the Saudis, there's been a migration where the Saudi tourism um, players, DMCs, have started opening offices in South Africa. Of course, yeah, they want that's, to get the. That's uh, the joy about you know strategic thinking to say it's not just about traveling. Now that it is easy to get to South mm. Africa. Do I circumvent or, or optimize on the value chain? Is if I can open an office in South Africa, I optimize my profits. Sure. I don't have to go. Uh, it's yeah. a two-way process, isn't it, between the two uh, yeah. the various countries involved. Uh, so that is good news. The uh, visa waiver. So if I'm traveling down, what do I do? Do I just turn up with my passport um, and, and show it on arrival in South Africa? Is that right? That's or? it. That's it. Simple as that. Really good. That's it. Simple Excellent. As that. You take your bag. Yeah. Say two movies, a Coca-Cola. That's it. Yeah. Okay. And uh, you've landed in South Africa. Brilliant. Sounds perfect. So that's one of the strategies to attract more visitors from the Middle East and GCC into South Africa. What else are you doing to uh, encourage travel? So we've been, as you know, lockdown has has, has taken a toll on the world. Sure. It's allowed the world to kind of um, pause, reflect, re-engage. Yeah. Um, and we've spent a, quite a surmountable of time trying to understand what the consumer is looking for. Um, we've also had an opportunity to dabble and bring in um, technology. Technology has never been more important now than um, ever. We've, we've always put it as a secondary element in how we promote tourism. Oh. So how are you using we've, it now? We've, been in, we've seen some incredible um, results in virtual tourism, virtual safaris. We are now going to be launching a virtual marathon with Cape Town Tourism. How are you? Uh, you can you can enter the Sunlam race, the virtual hikes that have come up, come up, virtual um, um, culinary experiences. So there's been an insurgence of 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 this of this thing called technology, um, and it's allowed us to also interact with consumers far more greater sure. in understanding what they want. There's a couple um, of things there which I want to come up on. Uh, I was talking yes. to someone the other day. You mentioned culinary. Wouldn't it be great if we had an app which could reconstruct those flavors, those aromas? That'd be amazing, wouldn't it? It'd be fabulous. We've just launched a campaign pre-COVID in, in India where we had a bed of the Namakwa flowers in the West Coast. Okay. And open this book. Literally, you can literally smell the flowers. <laughs> Fantastic. Now, it yeah. can happen exactly as you're saying on an app, as you are putting together your karuf or your biryani or your oh, tomato yeah. bread. Yeah. And literally, you can literally smell the flavors. Brilliant. Or a book that is infused with taste and, and, and literally the, the senses, the, the senses sure. of flavors yeah absolutely. Now, as we're talking exactly. i mean we're talking about technology and we're recording this on zoom you've got a wonderful backdrop which is we're seeing more and more backdrops coming into play and tourism authorities are using backdrops of their uh, iconic locations to uh, showcase uh, their offerings 
you've got a lighthouse alongside a wonderful coastline. So what is that representing? So this is this is one of our new regions, which we've learned from also what we've had to do in COVID. We are very dependent on one particular anchor product or anchor okay. brand. We had to go and unpack South Africa. And this represents newness. It's a, it's a province in, in KwaZulu-Natal in South Africa. It is in the north. It's our Sunshine 360 coast okay. filled with warm Indian Ocean. Um, uh, literally the ocean's temperature is sitting at about 20, 25. Very nice. Um, mm. season. um, shark diving, warm shark diving, but also snorkeling with the sharks. But okay. you've got to be, you've got to be okay with the water. And it's, um, a, a province that is infused with culinary, culture, humility, um, nature, you, the landscape. In fact, when you land into this province, you never have to go anywhere else. So it's a destination in its own oh. right. And what you're saying, the more waters are no doubt a warm welcome from the people of the province as well. And the people are amazing. Okay, okay. This is the home to the Zulu nation. Absolutely. Okay, so that's our featured destination here on our travel program. So uh, there we are. <laughs> um, okay, any other news regarding, um, well, you know, especially for travelers here in the Middle East? Any news in terms of what you're offering in South Africa? So we've spent a lot of time in and in, in cooking up and, and preparing for the Middle East um, traveler. So what we've done, we've done the visa waiver, fantastic. Yep. We're focusing on a halal-friendly destination, building a halal-friendly destination, which is very key and pertinent. If you if you if if there's one thing you should know, we are a multi-denomination country, 1.9 of our population is the Muslim traveler. Yep. And they operate across South Africa, from the Cape to Durban to Johannesburg. I mean, we've got a Muslim market, which is amazing, new, unknown, where Muslim products, food, um, or things that have got sentimental value to the Muslim traveler. We've got the most amazing culinary. That is the best part. I was born in the Cape. Okay. Cape. So Borg Up is my playground. The food is food. amazing. Great stuff. Like mm. Wembley's, um, the oldest mosque in South Africa is in Cape Town. So we've gone in and packaged Cape Town to say it's got to be halal friendly. But we're also not wanting to box the Muslim traveler because nobody wants to be boxed to say I am Muslim. Of course, I domination. So we've gone and found new regions because we understand that more now than ever, health and hygiene is going to be very important. Of course. Therefore, the traveler wants to make sure that when I travel, I'm traveling with my family. I want to go to less populated areas. I'm looking for space. I'm looking for adventure. I want to be fatigued. I want to relax. But I also want to be busy. So we've gone and identified new regions. And those range from Eastern Cape to the home of Nelson Mandela. We've got KwaZulu-Natal. We've gone to Mpumalanga, which is predominantly known for the animal kingdom. But we've gone and extrapolated the adventure and activities, which are next to none, particularly the panoramic route, which is very unknown um, within the Middle East because most of our consumers sit in the Kruger and they fly out. Sure, and okay. then places like the Northern Cape, which borders three other countries, which is Namibia, which is um, Botswana and Zambia, and then you hit into South Africa. Travel Wise with Phil Blizzard. News, views, and interviews. So much there, so much to do. So I'm just wondering, what's the ideal holiday duration? I mean, we were not talking about a three-night stay to, to get the, the flavors of South Africa. 
I, I guess minimum like ten days, two weeks, really, just to get a fraction 10, of what you're offering. Ten days, two weeks, and and what is nice about it, we've got the most amazing roads, infrastructure-wise, so you can literally land in Cape Town, do the West Coast, hmm. get to the Route 62, come into the Winelands, hit it up, and find the Garden Route. Go to the Eastern Cape, go into KwaZulu Natal, Bumalanga, go to Jobbik, and come home. Brilliant. On the drive. Okay, fantastic. Now, you mentioned infrastructure there. So let's, we've been talking very much from a, a traveler, consumer perspective, but in order to have things in place for tourists, travelers, you need investment. So do you feel that the Middle East is a good source to get investors to buy into or joint ventures for projects in South Africa? And what's your, if you're, Absolutely. and your strategy at the moment to increase investment from, from the Middle East into South Africa? What is that strategy? So We've seen some, if you remember the good old days, at one stage, the waterfront, the V&A. Oh, yeah, wonderful. Fantastic, yeah. Um, um, Zimbali Lodge, the UAE investment, there's a UNE, UAE investment. And we've seen some noise in the media that there, uh, there is interest, it's heightening. And our minister has been very diligent, vigorous mm. in engaging the Middle East. In fact, one of her destinations pre-COVID was going to be the Middle East because it, it, we're just palatable for them from an investment perspective. Sure. The destination makes absolutely makes absolute sense. We are about eight hours away. Um, we are friendly. The our ties, what binds us and our ties, is incredible. It's beyond just business. We've got a very strong affinity to the Middle East, and we support and and we appreciate what they've done for South Africa, please. So from an investment perspective, um, it absolutely makes sense, and we are going to be knocking, and the Middle East is knocking on South African doors for so, investment. So knocking both sides from both directions, that's good news, it's, great. It's, it's, it's just a matter of finding the right um, products to invest mm. in and the right investors okay. to come in. It's got to be long-term. Sure. It to be yeah, long-term. Okay, so let's finish off and give us some information on websites for people who want more information about your offerings, and you have so many, and I, I guess your website's going to be very, very colourful. Our website is, we, what we've also done during COVID is that we are reinventing our space on the technology okay. front, and we are, we are going in and we've realised that there's two ways to engage with the traveller. One is through the trade, so we are re-engaging and doing a, reinventing our trade. We, we're going to be launching a trade portal. A okay. trade portal mm. allows Middle East trade to talk to South African trade and products. So you directly can source and look for what you want. So if you're looking for bungee jumping in the north, you should be able to directly go and find the right. bungee jumping. If you're looking for um, snorkeling with the sharks outside the norm, you should be able to go and find. So we're wanting to bring the partners together without a middleman yeah. so that people can literally engage business to business. Yeah. Then we're reviewing and re-engaging on our website to say, we want to dial up the consumer. The consumer's mindset has shifted. The consumer is more king than ever. The consumer is very diligent, savvy. They know what they want. Therefore, we're going to be talking to them directly in language and addressing their needs so that we can now also get them to start transacting 
on our web on our web platforms so that they can do the bookings. So there is a reinvention. So you go to www.southafrica.net, you'll see South African, and you'll get the website. Southafrica.net, that's the key, uh, yes. the key word. Well, it's been brilliant talking to you. A very colourful, dynamic conversation over the last uh, 10 minutes or so. So thank you very much indeed for your time. And, uh, yeah, we look forward to uh, visiting the Rainbow Nation when, whenever it's feasible. So, Nalisa, uh, thank you very much indeed thank for you. joining us. Thank you very much. We look forward to the skies opening. Thank you very much indeed. Bye-bye. Travel Wise with Phil Blizzard. News, views and interviews. Super talking there to Nalisa Nakani from the South Africa Tourism Office here in the Middle East. Right, we'll have updates of uh, the travel situation across the region on my weekly travel show on Capital Radio, Saturday afternoons, Capital Radio UAE, Saturday afternoons between 2 and 5. It's called Wish You Were Here, and you can join me from anywhere in the world online with www.capitalradiouae.com. And if you would like to have a podcast production for your organisation, do get in touch with me. Drop me an email, philblizzardmedia at gmail.com. A Phil Blizzard radio production. Travel-wise, aviation news flown in by Sea Wing Seaplane Tours. Sea Dubai as never before.